Hey guys, it's Jonathan from the Howard Hospitality Group, and tonight I have with me, because it is the evening, Mr. the one and only Mr. Jaime Ibanez, who we all know very well, and we got our start from watching your videos. So this is actually pretty cool for me, because I'm kind, you know, I'm a little starstruck tonight. So this is this is pretty cool. So Amelia wanted to start doing this, and the first videos she found were yours, and so you inspired her to get started, and then we watched your whole library. So. <laughs> We've been watching you from the beginning, and I got to tell you, I wish I had your editing skills because they are <laughs> phenomenal. I don't know how much time you spend, but man, too much. Too, too much. much? Yeah, too they're much. really good, man. And, the, and your audio files and your your sound, you know, your little sound effects and stuff—they're just, it's awesome. So we're just yeah. learning now, like how to do voiceovers and that kind of stuff. So we're just getting started, but. Man, we watch yours, and I'm just like, man, I wish I could do that. But you, what do you use to do your videos? Uh, well, first, actually, I want to say thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem. Uh, I to add my videos, I use Adobe Premiere. The thing uh -huh. about it though is that I've been editing since I was little, maybe like 11, 12 years old. That's why I know so much about it, because I've a lot of people don't know this, but I've had maybe five other YouTube channels before. Oh, really? I've, yeah, I've had gaming channels. I've had public prank channels i've had um tech review channels anything you can think of i've done it oh that's crazy so how old are you now i'm 22 about to be 23. oh my god so you're oh. young yeah so you've yeah. been doing this since you were little little that's cool yeah. well yeah, you so. can tell i mean because it's it's definitely a skill that it takes a lot to learn and i'm 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 the one that edits our videos and they're nothing like that i mean i just use imovie and then um, Matt, like you were talking about from Galaxy Games, like he showed me how to use a little bit of Premiere Pro, but I'm not even, I can, I've been using that for my little, um, you know, what do you call those little, like the little short videos, right? Oh, short, yeah, I've been using it for that, but it's so advanced. Like there's so much stuff you can do, you know? Yeah, no, Adobe is, is such a big learning curve. Even today, I still don't even know, maybe, I probably only know 10% or 15% of all of Adobe. Um, half of the effects I use on my videos, I have to YouTube like a quick tutorial on how to do it. So it's not just, you know, because I know it from memory. It's, it's everything right. that I'm still learning, but I have, you know, a little bit of experience that kind of helps me with putting everything everything together. But I, I also watch a lot of YouTube. I consume yeah. so much content, so I kind of know what people want to see. I kind of know like the whole, you know, the, the back end of stuff like that. How many followers do you have now? Uh, I didn't check today. I was gonna look before I got home, and I forgot. I know it's a little over five hundred thousand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little over five hundred thousand. That's but, insane. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. A fun fact about me, though, and it shocks a lot of people when I tell them this, but I actually do not look at my analytics. I don't look at my subscribers. I don't look at how many. I don't know how many views my last video has. Um, how many likes? Nothing. Wow. And the reason for that is because I feel like the whole social media side of things, uh, once you get used to like seeing a certain amount of views or comments, and then like the next video you post, you don't get that same number of views. It like really messes up your day. Oh, it does. You know? It, yeah, and yeah. it messes with your head too. Like you're sitting there yeah. going like, what did I do different? Like why? Yeah. And, it, and it could be something as simple as like, you know, it's just a weird day or, 
people don't have the time to turn in that day or whatever it may be. And then the next week you'll get another 200 views on it. And you're like, what happened? Yeah. So no, we, we were watching it pretty religiously in the beginning. And we're kind of the same way now where we're like, we're going to publish what we're going to publish just because we want to help people. And, you know, if people watch it great. And if they learn something awesome and if we can help somebody, that's even better. But it's like, we don't really do it. We're not trying to be stars and we don't care about that. But mm -hmm. Amelia, especially like she, she loves the fact that she gets those comments from other kids, you know, that, you know, oh, you inspired me. And, you know, I can't wait to get my first machine. And, you know, that that's the kind of stuff. And like when we were watching your videos, that was the same thing. It was like seeing all the bad things that happened to you, you know, like it's you learn from those things, you know, yeah. and you've been through a lot. I mean, it, yeah. all these years. And I mean, it's not just that, but you have a, um, <clears throat> another channel that you do your personal stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. about your personal lives, which is really cool, too. So it kind of gives you that view of who you really are, which is nice, you know, because mm -hmm. a lot of people want to know that. But I think the the live thing that we do on Wednesdays kind of kind of lets people in on kind of how we really are, which is exactly yeah. exactly who we are in our videos. We're not any different than anybody mm -hmm. else. So so usually I do like a <clears throat> like a break the ice question. And so the break the ice question is the first one. What was your, what is your favorite video game of all time or amusement game and why? <sighs> Man, my favorite video game. I I didn't have too many growing up, but some that come to mind would be Call of Duty. I was a Call of Duty kid. My nice. the, first, the first one I ever played and and owned was World at War, and I remember I got it for Christmas. <laughs> and uh you know i was a kid so I, I feel like i should have been more grateful but i asked for black ops god <laughs> yep you didn't go i see i, I didn't get black ops going. black yeah. ops was what every everybody was playing at that time you know um, yeah but yeah no it was it, I, it ended up being a really fun game and it got me into playing the the other call of duty games but do you play do you play through the campaign and everything or do you just play multiplayer um, it was just multiplayer, but once I got into like the Black Ops 2, I, I played a lot of zombies. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, zombies is good. So you still play? No, no, I, I don't. Um, I, I used to before, like when I was in high school, I used to still play. But after I moved out and, you know, um, got busy, have, haven't really had time. When you became an adult? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. Are we ever really adults in this business, though? I don't know. Like, I'm still a little kid, man, and I'm I'm almost 50. And I just, I'm I, I'm like a little kid inside. I love it. I love all this stuff. Do you, Actually, um, I didn't, I don't even think it's one of our questions, but do, do you have anything besides full line? Do you do any other, any other type of vending besides that? Um, besides full line, no. I never, at one point, like two years ago, I, I even did it for a video. I, I placed a claw machine on location for a, for a video. But after that, I never, I don't know, I never really liked amusements. I didn't think it was scalable back then. But now I know, for example, with Nyax, you can actually, I think you can see the, like, it, it helps you track a little bit more. But I'm not yeah. sure if it does. But yeah, um, yeah so I didn't think it was scalable. But I have, I've always just liked selling snacks and candy. But if you actually, actually don't mind that trash over there, but if you see this right here, um, I just, I haven't told anybody actually, so you're probably the first one that knows. I just got my first market location. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Where, what kind of place is it? 
You don't have to it say is, the name, just what kind uh, of place it is. <laughs> it's a, it's a, what is it? It's like a warehouse slash office. It's one of those. Very cool. Um, yeah, it's like a trucking place. I'm hoping it does pretty good because they have 500 employees. You know, oh they, they, they say they do, but only a hundred of those are there at all times. The others are, I'm guessing, just people that come in the morning and then drive off for the rest of the day. Um, I've talked to a lot of people that run markets. They've, they've all told me to not even look at that big 500 number. They tell me to just look at the, the number of employees that they have, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I got the kiosk, um, placing it in four weeks. Even for me, it's a, it's a big learning curve because I have, I have like, I have no knowledge about it. Yeah. You know? So I'm just, but that's going. a huge step, man. Like that is exciting. Congratulations. That yeah. is super cool. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, how many, like how 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 many refrigeration units do you have, and then snacks, and like how big is it? It's going to be two coolers, one nice. freezer, and then two snack shelves. Um, so it's gonna be a pretty decent size. The 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 manager was telling me if it's too much, I can always just take off one of the coolers. But I guess the more the better. That way, I don't have to go too often. And right. one of them is a freezer, so it's frozen fruit that lasts months. So I think it'll be good either way very cool yeah that's awesome so what made yeah. you do what made you go with the market aspect versus going like just bringing in like two, you know two two drink machines and two snack machines i mean and we all know that combos don't hold anything so you gotta have but i mean what made you do that versus versus going with the with the market well they already have two machines right now it's a snack oh they just picked them up yesterday actually but they had two machines there was a snack and a drink and they they were just getting really bad service um that's another that's another thing about where i live it seems like a lot of people just give so so bad service i get calls a lot about hey you know we get we get bad service we're kicking them out can you put machines in here yeah i got a, i got a location today that i'm placing two machines at next week and same thing you know so i always tell everyone you know if you want to start a machine business and you live in dallas you better service them or they're going to call me we're having that issue now too because we we actually have an account with Pepsi. I know you deal a lot with Coke and Pepsi and stuff, but we they actually we have an agreement with them where they provide all of our drink machines. So we're yeah. lucky we don't have to buy drink yeah. machines. So, but and they service them and do all that stuff. But the issue that we're having is that either they're down guys or they're not being able to service all the machines. And so we're getting calls for people wanting us to come and take over. Mm -hmm. their machines but their pepsi machines and we're like you know we don't want to go and you know you know so i can't really take them over right. because they're you know we have that con well it's not really a contract we just have you know a nice agreement with them where they help us and we help them but i called my rep and i'm just like you know what do you want me to do and he's like we're working on it you know and i said well they're just so you know they're calling around so if mm -hmm. they don't call us they're going to call somebody else and he's like well we're doing our best but pepsi is so big that it's hard you know they yeah. have I mean, I don't know how many locations around here. So, yeah, we run into that, and then <clears throat> Amelia got a diner, a diner about a week and a half ago from some people that called us, and they have about 12 amusement machines in there, and the person doesn't come, doesn't fill them, half the machines work, and so they want us to take that over. So mm -hmm. we're kind of running into that thing too, where we're starting like you. I mean, you're you're very well known in your area, but we're just starting to get known, so people mm -hmm. are starting to call us. So. I just don't, I think people get into it and then they either get overwhelmed or they just get burnt out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The thing, so. uh, I mean, where I, I'm in Dallas, so I, I live in such a big city that there's still so much competition 
and I'm still like not even com- like compared to the the bigger guys here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some there's some big competition here, but um, the, the good thing about that I'm in a big city is that there's still so much opportunity. Yeah, like there's uh you know we have like the the main city Dallas Fort Worth, but then all the outside cities nobody none of the big people want to go over there because it's too far. It's 45 minutes, so I get a lot of calls from those, and those are the ones that you know where I'm building my route at. Um, yeah, but uh yeah i actually didn't answer your question i i didn't put two machines because they had two machines already and they've they were always interested in the market uh yeah so um i've always wanted one so i was like perfect heck yeah man who does it you know the thing that's funny because you know we've been doing a lot and we've been you know we became really good friends with matt and 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 um you know a lot of other people in the industry and Everybody, it's so funny because a lot of people have switched from doing full line to doing amusement or whatever it may be because full line is so much work. Like it is, I mean, it's it's yeah. 300 times as much work as any other vending and either you like it or you don't. And the yeah. fact that you say that you enjoy it over amusement is is unique, you know, because most people say, how much better does it get to go to a location for five minutes, throw some toys in it, clean it off and check, collect your money and leave versus, you know, an hour of of prepping or, I mean, you know, getting your kits already and then going there and stock. I mean, it's, it's a lot more work, but my son, Sam, he's 13 and he's taken over the full line part and he loves it. He thinks it's like, so he's like you where he just, we call him soda snack Sam and he just, he goes nuts. He loves the full line. He thinks that's the coolest thing ever. So he's got your bug. So (laughs) Amelia, she's all about the easy, you know, she wants the amusement and the claw machines and the fun. So but yeah, yeah, I know it's a lot of work and I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, a lot of people don't show it on their videos. Like you show the reality, which I think is really key, you know, mm-hmm. to teach people that it is, it's hard, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a work, it's a, you got to work for it. It's not passive by any yeah. means. So tell us how you got started, what, where you thought of it or how you, how you even got started from the beginning. Uh, so it actually goes back to after I graduated high school. It was that same summer, 2018, and I, I I never knew exactly what I was going to do. I knew I wasn't going to go to college. I always knew I, I was going to start a business, but I just didn't know what. Until like the middle of summer, I came across, um, it was a video on YouTube actually, but it was somebody that was servicing their bulk vending route. So it wasn't full line. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody was doing falling at that time. If there was, it was maybe just one or two videos. I really can't remember anybody doing falling back yeah. then. Um, so yeah, it was a bulk bending. Uh, and then he had collected, I think like $1,000 from 20 or 30 gumball machines after like a whole month. So that got me like intrigued about the industry. I started doing more and more research. Uh, two, three days later, I bought my first gumball machine. <laughs> and I I got it really cheap, you know, for like $30 or something. And I don't even remember the brand either, but I repainted the whole thing, made it look nice. I bought some gumballs off of like Sam's and I filled it up, took a picture of it, start, started going door to door. And I could never find a location for it. I tried for maybe months <laughs> and I couldn't. I couldn't. So I, I gave up with gumballs and like yeah. bulk bending, you know, it was just, I don't know what it was. As soon as I got into full line, it was just so much easier for me. So what I, made I you know. switch to full line? You just, what, did you just go buy a machine one day or what did you, how did you decide? 
So I sold the gumball machine and I started doing more research. As I was doing more research about vending, uh, I mean, I came across full line, so the soda and snack. And it was, it was kind of weird because I didn't know that people could own those. I thought it was only Pepsi or Coke. So I started uh, going on Facebook, Craigslist, looking at vending machines, seeing how much they, how much they were. And I came across somebody that was selling a combo machine on location. And it was the nice. first one that I saw being sold already placed making money. And it was a steal. It was one of those really nice winter combo machines. The yeah. line. Um, you know, those brand new are maybe five, six K and I paid 2,500 place on the with location. the location. Yeah. With the wow. location. So in my head, I was like, I, I had already done research on how much it was brand new. So in my head, I was like, if, if I get kicked out or something happens, at least I still have a good deal on the machine. Yeah. But yeah, I messaged the seller. I, will, uh, I was like, hey, I'm interested. Literally like three, four days later, I, I met him. I bought the machine on location. We go in there. He shows me everything. It was at a, it was at a nursing home. Um, but yeah, I, we signed the bill of sale. I gave him the 2500 I'm so excited. Next day, I wake up to a call <coughs> from the manager. Hey, you got to take the machine out. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, that was literally the next day. So, oh, man. Um, it turns out that I guess he was getting kicked out, so he was selling it before he had to take it out. Wow. Yeah. What a man. That sucks. Well, that's yeah. horrible. So what'd you do? Flip it? Put it somewhere uh, else? No, so I didn't have anywhere to bring it back and store it. Mm-hmm. My, I was I was living with my parents, and at the time, the garage was turned into my room. So we didn't have a garage to store it. Um, I wasn't gonna get a storage unit. So my goal was to find the location before he, he gave me like a week to take it out, like five days. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. So I had like five days to find a new location. So for the next like two three days, I sat in my room for like hours and hours, calling probably a hundred different businesses. You know, I called barbershops, I called office buildings, a lot of different places. And I think it was on the first day actually that I tried I only after the first or second day, I can't remember, but I got a yes from a barbershop. Wow, nice. Yeah, only after a couple of days. And I actually got it because I, at that time I teamed, not teamed up, but, uh, there was like some sort of charity that you could like partner up with mm-hmm. if you had like full line or like bulk vending. So like I children's hospitals or something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. I don't remember the exact charity, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I told the barbershop, you know, hey, you know, can can I put my machine in there? More professional, of course, but right. and then <laughs> <laughs> and then. Yeah. Uh, Told him that a percentage of the sales goes to a charity and he really liked that. So, um, yeah, five days later, I take the machine out and put hey, it Hey, man, that's a hell of a job, man. You turn that around real quick. Yeah. And that's yeah. over the phone, too, which is crazy because that's hard to do. You know, like, I, I don't, I mean, I've called a few places and stuff to help out Amelia, but I mean, in person, that's all how we get all of our locations. We've tried mm-hmm. over the phone and it's just too hard. You've got to go in and talk to the people and meet them and, yeah. So that's pretty good. So you didn't, man, you you really turned that into a positive. That's really cool. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I always think about how if I didn't get that yes, I, I don't know if I would have been inventing it right now, you know? Yeah. I would have known if I would have ended up quitting, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a really hard way to start. 
Yeah. Buy a gumball machine, can't put it anywhere. So <laughs> buy a machine, get kicked out. <laughs> then you go and find a place. So you got really lucky. So obviously it was it was meant to be. You know what yeah. I mean? Be where you are now. Yeah. So you've already told me a couple of things that most people don't know. Tell me one more thing that people might not know about you. Uh, man, um, bending related or doesn't have to be no, no. The, I mean, even better if it's not. Man, that you put me on the spot. <laughs> we can come back to it. Think about it. Uh, yeah, a couple of minutes. Couple okay, minutes. okay. I'm gonna give a good one. So, what do you think? That's a pretty good success. But what do you think is your biggest biggest success in your life and your biggest failure? My biggest success, I would say, is maybe just starting an actual business, mm-hmm. and I guess somewhat being able to live off of it. Yeah. Um, because I, I've always wanted to start a business. I feel like it kind of even runs in my in my blood. My grandma, I come from a family of business owners. You know, my grandma has her own business. Uh, multiple uncles and, and aunts have their own business. I didn't really get the inspiration from them. If anything, probably from my grandma. Yeah. Because um, she raised me in Mexico. So growing up, seeing how hard work is, how, how much of a hard worker she was uh, raising me, you know, it, that's kind of what really probably motivated me. But man, I lost my train of thought. That's all right. What kind of business did she have? Uh, so she runs a store. Oh, she nice. Has, she has, yeah, she has a little convenient, convenience store uh, down in Mexico. Very cool. So what do you think your biggest failure is that you've ever had? My You're biggest... really young, so there can't be too many of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I wouldn't really say I've had a biggest failure because I learned from every mistake that I've had. I told you I've had like five different YouTube channels and I've actually have tried starting a couple other businesses as well too. So even though those, you know, failed or whatever, I, I learned how to do a lot of stuff, like all the different channels. I learned how to edit, um, other businesses I've had that haven't worked out. I've tried starting a clothing brand in high school. I tried actually starting a monthly subscription box in high school also. Um, <laughs> yeah. Selling like also snacks. So kind of like, um, you know, every every month we would send them like a box full of snacks from other countries. That's um, cool. But I was never able to find suppliers. So yeah. Is that where you got the idea to do the exotic snacks thing? Was from that? Um, kinda, not really, because at that time it was more of like generic snacks mm. from other countries. Now, you know, the exotic world that I do is focused on like brand items like Fanta's and Lace, right? Stuff that we have here. Um, but yeah, so that's why I wouldn't really consider that I have really much, much, much failures. Nice, just, just lessons. <laughs> just lessons that's good just lessons. so what is out of all the stuff you sell whether it's exotic snacks or just your normal vending machines or or now your new market what do you think your favorite product to sell is and why well i guess the correct answer should be my number one best-selling item because it sells the most and that's dr pepper i'm down here in texas yeah. So I sell a ton of it. That's I've looked at the analytics on Nyx and I can see that Dr. Pepper is a number one. So probably that, I guess. I mean, I have some locations 
I don't know if you've seen the machines I use. I know you just got one of those. It's the glass front Betamax 4. Yeah. Um, I have some locations where I had one or two rolls just all off Dr. Pepper. That's really? How I go through it. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, we sell a lot, but not that much. In California, I mean, they like it, but it's not as huge, I don't think, yeah. as, as in Texas, just because that's the Dr. Pepper capital, you know? Yeah. But that's but, funny. I didn't know you sold that much of it. Dang. Yeah, I go through a lot. And but besides that, if I had to say anything else, I like to sell a lot of not not one specific item, but I like to always put new products, like new specialty items in my machines. I yeah. don't like to include your your regular. I mean, of course, I have all the popular snacks, your your Coke, your your Lay's, but we always put um, snacks that you wouldn't really see in other vending machines. So That's we try awesome. to, I mean, like, for example, like if it's like a location that likes healthier items, we will throw in some grass fed beef jerk, you know, compared to yeah. regular generic cheap uh, jack wings. So, yeah. Do you charge a premium price for it too? Yeah. 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 But p people know, you know, I mean, it's grass fed beef jerky, that one, for example. So that one, I sell it for 350 in some spots, 375. Nice. Compared to the Jack Links, where I would sell for like three bucks, so yeah. it's a couple, of, you know, fifty cents more, but it's not too bad. What do you do? You do a lot of cans, or do you do mostly bottles? I see most of your videos. You do a lot of bottle stuff, right? You don't do much cans anymore, right? Yeah, I do bottles. I I, I quit cans because it is easier to do cans. It's easier to uh, transport them, to store them, uh, even to like fill them, but. I don't know. I, I just think it's probably just because I think bottles look better. <coughs> they do look better. That's for that sure. That might be the only reason why. I think they just look better. Um, They're sexier, right? Yeah. 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 Especially <laughs> in the machines that I use. I, I've seen those machines filled up with cans only. And I just don't think it looks as good. No, you're 100% right. And that's the thing that we... When we originally started, because all the Pepsi machines that we would get, they were all set up for bottles. They don't do cans in yeah. any of the machines. And so we asked them, you know, we wanted to get all the shims and stuff to switch everything out. And they were really mad at us because we wanted to do cans. But my wife did the numbers and there was more profit in cans, you know, because mm -hmm. we were selling $1.25 a can or whatever. And they were costing us, you know, super cheap. So that's why we started that way. And then we couldn't find like 20 ounce bottles or, you know, unless you get them directly from Pepsi or whatever, like you order your stuff directly from Coke and Pepsi now, right? Or do you buy um, some stuff at Sam's Club and stuff too? Well, I don't sell 20 ounce bottles. So uh, I, I know Coke does sell 16 ounce bottles and 20 ounce, but I get my 16 ounce from Sam still. So, um, I mean, I, I'm still, I'm still pretty small, you know, I, I probably won't have to go strictly to Coke or Pepsi until I have probably over a hundred machines. Even yeah. until then, I know a couple of people that have a hundred, 200 machines that are still going to Sam's. So, um, yeah, but I do order from Coke and Pepsi, uh, only a couple items though. Like for example, Pepsi, I used to buy the Celsius from them. Celsius mm -hmm. is actually my number one energy drink. Um, wow. Yeah. So That's I, crazy. yeah, no, I, I saw a ton of that. I used to get it from Sam's. I still do actually, but Celsius has so many different flavors. Sam's only has like their variety pack with three flavors. Right. And you know, customers were were requesting the other flavors that they had. So I had to go directly with Pepsi, but it sucks because the Celsius com compared to Sam's and, and Pepsi, Pepsi's is like, I think 60 cents more. Yeah. Almost, almost a whole 75 cents more. 
so it sucks because now I have to sell my Celsius for like, you know, 325 minimum. Yeah. But that's really good to be able to sell at those prices. That's pretty awesome. I mean, we, you know, I think our most, we don't sell anything. We have a couple things in bottles, but nothing that expensive. So I don't know. When did you raise your prices last? Um, I've raised my prices probably like five times in the last year because, you know, the stuff kept going up. Right. And it sucks because I, I, I didn't really get any backlash except for one location. We would, you know, because we just kept raising prices because stuff kept going up. So we would go fill up the machines and then they would be like, oh, you guys are here to raise prices again. So like, it sucks, but you know, there's, I mean, what am I going to tell them? Yeah. I'm just telling them, you know, it's due to inflation. But no, I've raised my prices a lot. I had my chocolate at 125, probably less than a year ago. Now yeah. I'm at 175. Um, I, I should have it at $2, if anything. Yeah. But what I did is just put less chocolate in the machine and more of other items. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we, we sell our candy for 175. I just think we sell our drinks for too little, you know, if we went to bottles though, I think we could, we could probably raise it up that high and be okay with it, but we are still doing a lot of cans. Have you started selling the prime drinks at all? Yeah, yeah, Prime, um, it was doing really good for me. It's it's just that Sam stopped carrying it. Yeah, I noticed um, that too. Why is that? I guess it was just limited time. Oh, I know, because we were going to, my son Sam wants it really bad, and mm -hmm. you can't get it now. You can't get it online or anywhere. So where have you been buying it, or did you stop selling it? I stopped selling it. Um, it. It wasn't too bad because it sold good for me, but it sold a lot in only like maybe two or three locations. And the rest, not really, but in those that did buy it, you know, bought it. Right. Um, bought the crap out of it, yeah. Yeah, so I I, had, I just stopped carrying it mainly. Uh, I was actually going to check into who actually distributes Prime. Yeah. Because I know they work directly with, like, some vitamin uh, drink shops. But that I could guess be... it just depends on the price. Because it, it was already yeah. too expensive, you know. Yeah, I know. So. But they like people were going crazy for it, and they could, you can't find it around here. So that's why we thought if we put it in the machines, that people would go nuts for it, you know, because it's hard to find. So, okay. So, what do you think? Okay. So, what is your best location? You don't have to say the, the name of it or anything, but what is your best location that you have? Our best location is a. Hmm, I wonder if I say what kind of location it is, if people will be able to narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> um i guess i'll say it i mean i live in a big city i have a stadium oh really yeah i have a stadium location the machines aren't in they're not available for the customers because you know um they have like food courts right but they're for the employees but That's i mean awesome. they have you know a couple hundred employees so it does pretty good so every single time they have an event they empty the empty out in like a day oh that's awesome yeah. so and it's pretty busy i'm guessing right yeah, mostly no, during spring and summer or is it they have stuff there in the winter too no it's all year they have events all, all the time uh, congratulations man that's awesome thank you uh, i actually didn't get it myself there's a funny story behind that which i'll, I'll say in a bit but um yeah they have events all the time but it's only busy when they have events because mm. they'll, they'll yeah. probably only have events maybe once a week maybe if not like every couple of weeks so it's not like you know i'm selling out the machine every single day right but it still averages out to one of my best locations yeah yeah um 
but yeah, no, I didn't, I didn't get that location by going up to them or them coming up to me. I, I bought it. Oh, nice. Yeah. And when you get to a certain point, then you can do stuff like that. You know, like I think when you get big enough that you'd be able to buy out some other person's route. I mean, that's that's kind of what we're trying to figure out is when can we when can we actually get up to that point? But that's awesome. Very cool. Did you have to yeah. bid for it and all that stuff or did you just happen to make um, a deal? No. So it's funny because the the guy I buy my, my machines from, there's somebody down here that refurb, refurbishes uh, snack and drink machines. Mm -hmm. they, he doesn't have a route, so he just focuses on fixing them and selling them. So he, he gets leads all the time, and I guess um, they reached out to him. Oh, nice. Uh, so he, you know, it's such a good spot that he went ahead and placed the machines in there, but then was selling the location. Uh, so he was selling it. He told me about it. Uh, it was a lot of money, so <laughs> I, I just had to decline because it was so much money. Yeah. Uh, we're, 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 we're talking about, like, uh, a house down payment dang yeah so i said no and then i regretted it because i later found out how much money it was making yeah um because this was during during uh covid so i said no because you know nobody was going out there was no events yeah so it was a big risk for me to put that much money and then who knows how much it was going to make but once that that passed by um he ended up selling it to somebody else he bought it he ran it for like a year and then um, later uh, he's getting out of the business now. So, you know, he calls me, he's like, hey, I know you were interested the first time. <laughs> right. Do you want to take over it? And I regretted it the first time. I couldn't pass on it again. Nice. I had to take it. Very cool. Uh, the good thing is that I paid the the original price. So he, oh. didn't, uh, he didn't charge me extra Very um, cool. or, or, or anything. So. So you just got to take a gear off then, relax. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. cool. So in the vending world or in drinks, snacks, or whatever it may be, what do you think the next big thing is? What do you see as like what's going on that you think is going to be cool or new? or? I think the future of vending is going to be the whole self-checkout um, thing. Not necessarily like a kiosk like this, but maybe like a smart cooler that's locked and you have to swipe your card before the door opens. I, I have one of those uh, back there in my in my warehouse that I bought just to make a video about it because I was going to show the, the technology. But it's pretty cool. I think stuff like that is going to be the future. I mean, who knows? Because I've actually been to, I went to, last time I was at the airport, I saw there was literally like a little micro market just set up at the airport, uh, like with the self, self checkout kiosk and everything. And in my head, I was like, you know, I never thought something like this would work at an airport where anybody can steal. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I guess, I guess it works. I mean, it's there for a reason, but definitely markets and maybe like the, the the smart coolers and and smart machines would be the future yeah for sure and, and i think that you know that's the first thing i taught thought too when i saw those because you can basically just go grab things and yeah. you're supposed to pay for it but you know i was asking somebody online about it and they're like oh well there's cameras <clears throat> you know there's cameras all around so you and so that kind of deters people from stealing or whatever and so i mean i guess it works but uh, does yours the one you're going to be setting up is it like that or is it you 
put a card, you pay for it, and then it opens up and you get it, or how does it work? Uh, no, this one is is a full um, just self checkout. It's a honor system basically. Yeah. But I am gonna have camera set up. There's a camera on the kiosk itself actually, so it's pretty cool because with this one, if a customer you know grabs an item, goes to the kiosk, scans it, you know on camera, they can pretend like they're paying for it. But if they hit like cancel transaction, um, the kiosk takes a picture of them. Um, nice. And then I, I basically go on the camera and then I, I pinpoint the exact time that it, the kiosk told me that a transaction was canceled. And that's kind of how we are able to kind of track who is stealing. And it's good because with this location, I told them, I was like, hey, you know, people are going to steal. Is it okay if like, um, I know a lot of people that have markets and they told me that the average is maybe a 3% theft. So I told them, I was like, hey, are you guys down to pay for anything over 3%? And they, they were cool with it. So nice. Um, yeah, so they're, they're going to cover that portion of that. And hopefully, yeah, I'm just, I mean, still, hopefully nobody steals, you know? Yeah, but how smart are you, man? That's really smart. Man. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of research that goes into it, a ton of yeah. research. Um, but it's what I enjoy doing. That's why I know so much of it because I can I can do hours of research. But for me, I'm just looking things up. I'm not working, you know. Right. You're you're enjoying what you're looking at too. That that yeah. makes it yeah. And that was the same thing with me. Like when we we watched your videos or I'd go on the websites or whatever. Like I was. I mean, I'm still so into it. But it was. It just I don't know. Either you you get the bug or you don't, and you're super mm -hmm. into it. And it's like it's just I don't know. It's awesome. I love it. We're we're having the best time, and so it's mm -hmm. it's really fun. So what do you think? Um, oh, what are your favorite people to follow in the business? Like who do you watch on YouTube, and who do you look up to the most? I will say I don't watch one specific channel a lot, but I do like to watch a lot of small beginners getting into the business just because um it kind of reminds me of when i first started you know because <laughs> I, I can see it like in their face uh that excitement not yeah. that i'm not excited no more but nothing beats that first feeling of like just starting your vending machine business and getting that first location um so i mean because you know since i make vending machine videos i a lot of the times i get random vending channels being recommended to me on my homepage. so it's not really like a specific channel um but I do just watch a lot of random, you know, beginners. I get into it. Um, of course, every now and then I watch uh, bigger people. Like I, I watch your videos. I watch oh, nice. past videos. Uh, of course, Quick Play. I've been knowing him for a few years. Yeah. Um, Dominic. I'm really good friends with him. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, not one specific person, but a little bit of everyone. He's gonna be doing an interview quickly. He's gonna be doing an interview. So we got we got everybody. And I was actually supposed to meet up with you guys last year. We didn't get to meet up in Vegas, but this year I know. Are you going for sure? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Um, I'm not sure if my girlfriend is going. We're still thinking about it because uh, it's hard traveling. You know, with all the machines we have, mm -hmm. it's just really risky having to leave and then getting a call. Because with those drink machines, those glass fronts, you know, if a drink gets stuck, the entire machine is down. Yep. Yep. and they can't use it so one issue and we we've just been having so many issues this past week with those machines um i've had to so there's like i don't know if you've seen on those machines but there's like a like the slider um and then down below so, yeah um where do you, i don't know i don't know what it's called 
but it's when you load the drinks sometimes as they'll like push out they'll mm -hmm. they won't really like slide good so they'll like tilt and then it gets stuck and then it jams the arm so people have said to spray some like yes. silicone on it and i've done that it doesn't help i call crane they told me to just replace the whole tray slider so i'm waiting on, i'm waiting on that um to hopefully you know fix all the issues i've been having but yeah it's hard traveling so I mean, she didn't even want to go to Vegas in the first place. She, we've been to Vegas so many times, you know, she's over it. Um, so she doesn't mind staying behind if she has to. Well, I thought she'd be here tonight. What is she doing? Sleeping? Oh no, she's back there. She's back oh. there. I can, I can have her sit, come say hi if you want to. <laughs> yeah, she should be. Yeah. Honest. But um, the back to the bed max, we got one down right now, and Pepsi's coming to actually replace the whole machine. So we tried. The food grade, like you have to do food grade silicone spray. It has to be food grade. So they gave us that. We tried that. We tried, you know, because we looped everything. And and then it kept getting caught and the elevator kept getting caught. And then it wouldn't eject. We were trying to do the little Red Bulls in there. And they actually gave us like a thing that you slide in, you know, to do do those inside there. And that didn't help. And so you're not alone. That's not, that's a, that's something that happens with those a lot. So yeah, it does. Uh I mean, first off, with the Red Bulls, I sell the small Red Bulls in every machine, and I don't have a single issue. So I think it's, it's weird because I, I, I hear some people say that it doesn't work for them, but with me, I have, I don't know, maybe 20 of those machines. I sell Red Bull in every single one of them, and not a single issue. But in I the 8.4 ca ounce yeah, cans? Yeah, the 8.4. Now, I only fill it up eight back, though. Yeah, I that's what we learned. Fit, yeah, it's eight back. Even if it's nine, it's just that extra weight pushes off one yep. at the front um but i mean i don't have to, that's really the only issue with those machines is that is the drinks not sliding and then they tilt they lean against the glass and then the arm isn't able to go up and grab another drink because a drink is in the way and then the entire machine is down yep but it, it's a downside but i still think it's worth it because oh yeah. My locations love those machines. Oh, I know they go crazy. They love them yeah. too. I still love watching them work. Like I, I like watching people buy stuff from because you know it's a little elevator going. And I still yeah. think it's super cool, and they like them too. So they were, we had one location that had like a you know an old 501, and the, they were so excited to get a glass front. They thought that was like the coolest thing on the planet, and they, you know. So I mean, we had like four hundred dollars in sales in a week just from them oh. going, just wanting to yeah. buy you know all the drinks because they thought it was cool. So yeah, no, they're just really neat looking. So yeah, they're awesome. We love them. So we have we have a, quite a few of those too. I don't think we have as many as you, but we've got quite a few and they're really popular. And we don't, honestly, we've been doing this a little over a year now and this is only the first issue we've ever had with one. So, I mean, I don't think they have too many problems, but. Yeah, no, uh, besides, besides that, the really the biggest issues I've had is had to replace the cup that goes mm -hmm. up um, you're gonna have to replace that eventually, and then also the delivery bin, that little door that opens up. Yeah, those are the two main things that go back. And I have extra parts for those all the time, laying around, ready to go. Um, it sucks when they uh, they should last maybe two years before you have yeah. to switch it out. But it's also such an easy fix. I mean, you yeah. can switch those in two minutes. So you're you're gonna go play in Vegas and leave her to go to work, huh? That would. <laughs> I mean, if, if you say it that way. <laughs> That's the way she's going to say it. I just know. See, I'm married. You're not married yet. When you get married, you'll know. Yeah. See? It I all told, changes. 
it's funny because the first every year I went to Vegas for that event, she also did, didn't go. And even until now, she she always tells me, oh, you left me that first year. <laughs> so I feel like she's going to tell me that again. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean, she, she really doesn't really mind because before I even told her I bought the tickets, I asked her, I was like, hey, you know, are you do you want to go to the vending event this year? And she was like, no. Yeah. Because you know, we've just been to Vegas so many times. Uh, so she, she told me to go by myself. And I was like, it's kind of too late for that because I just bought the tickets. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, we would basically lose her ticket, but I actually still haven't bought, booked the hotel or even like purchased the and the uh, conference tickets. Um, so it wouldn't be a big loss. Yeah. But you should get your hotel like quick because I think, yeah. Gonna, yeah, probably pretty soon because I think they're going <laughs> to have rooms. So, and we're all staying Man, there. You know, the I'm, a last, I'm a last minute person. Uh, Okay. So what book, movie, or television show has shaped your career or your life the most? Uh, well, first, I would say I couldn't read a book if my life depended on it. <laughs> um, I just can't. I yeah. probably couldn't even get for, past the first page. I mean, unlike Dominic. I don't, if you know Dominic, you know, he, he, yep. he reads for fun. So books, I, I can't tell you. I haven't even read a whole book. But movie-wise, um, hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's kind of a hard question. I probably so when I watch movies, I kind of just watch them as entertainment, you know, something to not really learn. Um, if I'm watching a movie, it's a comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Comedy or a horror movie. Um, I mean, I've seen. Uh, well, what's your favorite scary watch. movie? Because that's one of my questions coming up. What's your favorite scary movie of all time? Hmm. So Since you brought it up. <laughs> I, I like a lot of them. Uh, one of them that just came out, Arnold, we saw Smile. Mm-hmm. Man, a lot of people say that that movie was not scary, but <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I, it was it was literally one of the only movies where I actually thought about like leaving the theater because I watched it in theaters. Yeah, it, I, it was really just a it was a jump scare. It's a jump scare movie, mm-hmm. you know. And in those faces, like I I couldn't see anybody smile for like a few weeks after that. <laughs> nice. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't have one, but I, I really enjoy scary movies. 